All right, well, please be joined. Matt Hayes, Saturday Down South, 1010XL Jacksonville Radio, one of my favorites. And I've told you this before, and this is, this is true, I swear to God. I, I'm not trying to make you feel old or anything, but I have been reading your stuff for, it seems like, decades. You just did make me feel old. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible but, segue. No, the, the point is, every time you write something, I know I have to read it. And you're one of the Thank very, you, very few at this entire event that I can say that of. And you, you tell it like it is. You don't hold anything back. I, I really am a big fan of yours. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm underdressed right now. No jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I watch your guys' show all the time, man. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's fun as hell. You guys are, are very unique in the fact that you just go on there and you just talk. And you talk ball and right. you're happy about it. And I love it. Well, that's what Mike says. You know, he says you never hold back. Has that ever got you in trouble? Because we saw oh, yeah. Eli in here yesterday apologizing for all the hot takes he's done in years past. Um, the, the thing is, is there's a difference between a hot take and just telling the truth. When you just tell the truth, yeah. I mean, it's what are they going to say? What, literally, what are they going to say? Yeah. Absolutely. And believe me, I've had coaches say that I've written about. I've called or texted and say, all right, you got me. <laughs> And that's it. And it's, that's just it. And they know it, you know. That's so good. it's it's as long as as long as it's not personal, right? You know, then that's fine. And and it's not like I I'm out to do that. It's just I'm I'm gonna tell the story how I see it needs to be told, right? And it's not like I'm gonna like try to find a way to avoid this or avoid that or make this team look good or that team look bad. I'm just telling the story. And yeah. and I think that's at the end of the day, that's why coaches respect you. That's why ads respect you. Commissioners respect you. Players respect you because. As long as you're saying the truth and writing the truth, what are they going to say? Right. There's no response to it. Well, so I have to ask you then about Billy Napier coming off of, you know, a so-so year, ups and downs, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson going fourth overall, does that help or hurt Billy Napier, do you think? I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, think, I think you could say it helps him because he has a quarterback that went fourth overall. Right. But clearly if you watch what happened that last season, he didn't play that well. No. He played well at times, I should say. He was very uneven. Um, and I think that's something that – if you're a quarterback, you always think, especially that position, you always think, well, I can be better than that guy or I can beat out that guy. You don't care who's there. You don't care who's there competing, all of that. So long story short to your question is they certainly need to play better at that position this year. Um, I think if you look back at Florida since December, what has happened in that quarterback room has been unreal. Anthony Richardson left for the NFL, which we all knew was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, They thought they had a deal with Michael Pratt. Yep, from Tulane, Tulane quarterback. Yep. 11th hour, that falls through. So then they got Graham Mertz, who honestly is you're just switching one uneven quarterback for another at that point, Anthony Richardson for Graham Mertz, who's up and down at Wisconsin. Then uh, Jaden Rashada, the whole Jaden Rashada NIL deal, the freshman five-star. He's out. He ends up going to Arizona State. Months down the road, or after spring practice, I should say, Billy Napier says, you know, we've got a chance to add a quarterback in the spring portal or add a quarterback at some point. So everybody's thinking spring portal. He's talking about Austin Simmons, the 16-year-old four-star for 2025 class, I believe, yeah. who's not only already graduated high school, who's already got two years of college in the bag. So wherever he goes, and he ended up going to Ole Miss, wherever he goes, he's starting out as an upperclassman, which is insane, a 17-year-old. Yeah. So... Austin Simmons is, seems like it's going to be a lock to go to Florida. You know, there's Twitter buzz out there that he's going to sign tomorrow with Florida. He's going to, he's going to reclassify, and Florida will have its quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then Lane Kiffin swoops in and grabs him, <laughs> and now they're back to Graham Mertz and Jack Miller. So it's, it's going to be a difficult spot for them, there's no doubt this year. And the fans are saying, hey, we're going to, we're going to give them time. We're patient. We love because they're killing it recruiting. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Will, that, will they be saying that tune if they're 6-6 six and six again? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, everybody's so I've grown, optimistic. I've, I've right grown now. up around Florida fans all my life. Yeah. I went to Florida, so I know all about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be difficult. Like they will be, they will be on him. Um, I know that Scott Strickland loves him. Will stand by him. Yeah. You're not going to fire him after year two, and pay him thirty-two million dollars. That's not going to happen. Um, and so far, you, it doesn't look like there's any problems in the program. So they they can't do what Tennessee did, where you invite the NCAA in, find a reason to fire Jeremy Pruitt, then get out of the out of the buyout, you know, and end up four point five million in the green. By the way, great move by Tennessee. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, every program in college football should follow that model. Yeah. If you have a huge buyout, you don't want to pay out. Just invite the NCAA in. Come on, man. See what we got. Open your books and say, here we go. Promo code NCAA. Yes, because at the end of the day, you're going to save money. Um, and we've seen what they've done. Like, they don't. They have no teeth anymore. They don't care. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's – I think at the end of the day, they'll give him time because they see the recruiting. So that makes you think, like, all right, he gets it. He's, he's building this program the right way. I think they'll be better defensively this year. They're still going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to play, like, dictate tempo. They're not going to be able to throw the ball that well. Grimberts is just—he's just—he's just a guy, mm-hmm. and you can't win in the SEC with just a guy at quarterback. So, do they win six or seven games? Maybe. I mean, Vegas has them at five and a half. That's right. the line. Um, so, I, I think if you get six or seven, and you get to a bowl game and you somehow win that game, you get a little momentum. You get another class in there. You get your quarterback in there, DJ Lagway, mm-hmm. the five-star they got committed right now. Then I think you might get a little momentum and. But, again, you're still talking about playing a true freshman at quarterback in the best league in college football. So he's going to have to get somebody from the port. Yeah. And a lot of it's out of his hands because Georgia's so good, Florida State's so good, Tennessee and South Carolina seemingly on the rise. Even, hell, Kentucky's pretty good. Uh, you know, none of that's on Billy Napier, but I don't think the fans are going to give a damn if they're mm-hmm. losing all these. No. L- LSU? No. You know? No. He's and No, and at the end of the day, and I, I hate to keep going back to this too, Mike, because it's all about the quarterback. You, you live and die in this league with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Look how quickly Tennessee turned it around. They turned it around because they stumbled into Hendon Hooker. Yeah. You know, Joe Milton gets hurt, Hooker goes in there, and boom, away they go. And I'm not saying – I'm not trying to minimize Josh Hobbs because I think he's done an unbelievable job. Right. And, and I think they're going to be much better down the road. That's a great hire. Talk about stumbling into a great hire. That's a great hire. Um, and, and if you get the right quarterback, man, everything changes. Yeah. Because then you have consistency at that position – then you have a guy who protects the ball. You don't have him throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball. Then you can do different things on offense. Then you can play a different way. Everything changes if you have the right guy. If you've got a guy that goes out there and you're like, my God, I don't know if he's going to turn it over. Or I don't know if he's going to get us out of the right play. If you've got a guy that can walk the line of scrimmage and say, we're in the wrong play, we've got to get out of this play, and can get you out of that play, mm-hmm. that's gold. Right. And, and, and that's, that's very rare. Well, I mean, going into 23, we've got merch. So I'm, I'm just curious – Mike just did a quarterback ranking. I'm not going to tell you exactly where he's at, but it was a little lower. I can where, tell you where he's at on mine. <laughs> where is he? He's 14. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Right at him. I, yeah. I don't. I don't see how it's, you it could be anywhere else. You don't. Think, you don't think there's some some shot in hell that he just miraculously becomes a great quarterback or fits this the scheme better than he did up north. So here's the thing, <clears throat> and I've heard this narrative out there. Okay, that he was in a bad system. And it was a bad quarter. Paul Christ is one of the best quarterbacks coaches yeah. in any level of football. He's been a guy that has been at all levels, including the NFL, and college football. He has a, a, an unbelievable amount of respect within the coaching fraternity as a quarterback developer and a play caller. It was not the coach. Yeah. It was not the system. It was the player. 
can he be better? I don't know. I don't know. He, is he better with a different, a different scene, the different players around him, a different coach? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But he's. I, I don't see. You can't put anyone other than him at 14. And don't. We can't just automatically throw the Vandy quarterback in there because AJ Swan's a good player. Yeah. AJ yeah. Swan is yeah. a really good player. If you want to yeah. watch some fun, if you want to watch a reason to watch Vandy this year, watch Vandy for AJ. Absolutely. Swan. Any concern, Georgia, all the uh, off-the-field stuff? The way I look at Georgia right now, it's kind of like Ohio State. The year they won it, they brought back a ton. Right. But they dropped one game to Michigan State. I believe it was like a last-second field goal. And that kept them from the Big Ten Championship, kept them out of the playoff. I think Georgia, with their schedule, if, if somehow they don't win the conference, if they drop a game, I don't think they're getting in because they don't have the resume to get in, even though yeah. they will certainly probably be one of the best four. So it's interesting you bring that up, that 2015 Buckeyes team, because that 2015 Buckeyes team was a lot like the 09 Florida team. Everybody came back, but there was so much drama throughout the season mm-hmm. because there was so much off-field drama. And there was off-field drama at Ohio State, too. So the question now becomes is, does the off-field drama at Georgia bleed into the season? And you've got a brand-new quarterback. You've got a brand-new play caller, a brand-new offensive coordinator. You've got guys who have been in the mountaintop two years in a row, and I've said this all on the, the most impressive thing that Nick, Nick has done at Alabama is year after year after year after year, he gets those guys to believe, I know you went to the mountain last year and you got that gold, but the gold this year is even better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they believe him. Yeah. So Kirby did it last year, but now with all this stuff going on, with a new quarterback, with a new OC, can he do it again? And can he prevent that stuff that happened in the offseason from bleeding into the regular season? Yeah. Do you think Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks can keep uh, exceeding expectations? And, and what's your thoughts on Spencer Rattler? Because if he plays like he did at the end of the season, they certainly can. But I don't have confidence in him to do that for a full year. I don't think you're alone in that. I think that's the question everybody has. You know, do, yeah. Does he become, you know, it, did, was that a situation last year where he just got comfortable? He finally got comfortable, so he started playing like he played in 2020 at Oklahoma. You know, or was that just a quick little run? And then against he, I mean, he played. He played. I wouldn't say he played well against Notre Dame. He threw a couple of picks. So, he. I think you got to see a guy who goes out there and takes care of the ball because he did not take care of the ball the first two months of the season in South Carolina. So if he does, I think South Carolina is dangerous. Uh, if he doesn't, they're six and six. Yeah. Hey. And, and I like Shane. I think Shane's doing a great job there. He's recruiting really well. Yeah. Um, Shane and Billy Napier are very similar. Very similar recruiting well. Billy's got a better geographic footprint to recruit from. He can get the state of Florida where Shane's got to go elsewhere. Um, but both of them need a quarterback to, to sustain what they're trying to do. Kind of piggybacking off that, we're, I mean, we're putting our picks in today. Most people are going to have Georgia in the east, number one. Tennessee, I'm, I'm imagining number two is probably going to be the popular one. But that third one, <laughs> who's, who's that third team that steps up in the east? I mean, I, you can make an argument for Mizzou, Kentucky. Hell, I've even seen Florida on there a few times. I mean, I like Kentucky a lot, especially with Leary. Um, Key and Brown are, are just great receivers, and I don't use that word often, but they are great receivers. Yeah. And if they can get, if they can protect Leary, and these are two ifs, if they can protect Leary, which they hadn't done the previous two years with Leary, if they can protect him and they get that offense to playing like Leary played two years ago at NC State when he had 35 touchdowns and four picks. You know, last year when he got hurt, their offensive line was completely new. He got crushed. Mm-hmm. They couldn't protect him. Um, that's why he hurt his, I believe his peck is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he missed half the season. So if they can protect him with those receivers Kentucky has, wow. I mean, yeah. they're either going to be a problem for people. I don't know if they can. If they can, I would say Kentucky at three. But if not, probably South Carolina. Yeah. 
from yeah. South Carolina, Kentucky, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, doesn't matter the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. No, because they're all the same. Missouri, yeah. Florida, yeah. Manny, they're all yeah. the same. I was on Texax yesterday morning, and I, they have had big pushback on me when I'm on their show sometimes. I said, if Jimbo does not win at least eight games this year, you have to fire his ass. And they – they didn't quite go that far, but they didn't disagree with me. Which is weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> because those dudes uh, fight the last <laughs> deal for him, man, yeah. for the first you know, few years. It was all, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about, Jimbo. Right, those right. guys are brutal, man. Those guys, oh, yeah. you wouldn't believe some of the emails I got from those guys. <laughs> um, Do you agree with that assessment, though? I mean, it's, it, they have to show significant improvement, I think. I mean, what the hell are we doing here? Year six. I, I don't disagree with you, but what are you, you're going to pay a guy $82 million to walk away? Because you'll get someone better in there, and it may, it'll all all go away. Or maybe, like you said, That's a Jeremy, lot of dough, Jeremy Pruitt his ass. Who knows? You, right. You can do that. You can yeah. do what Tennessee did. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I mean, that's you're talking about a lot of money. That's number one. Yeah. If you can, if you get a couple of those oil guys that don't care and they got all that money, and they'll say, okay, I'll give you eighty-two million. <laughs> then you do it. Um, Particularly if Texas wins a Big Twelve. Yes. And they come in with all this. There's going to be a know? problem if Texas beats Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then they win the Big 12, and they get to the playoff. And then Texas rides into the SEC on this huge mountain. <laughs> and A&M goes 7-5, and, and and Petrino and Fisher are bickering. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But that's that's worst-case scenario of everything for them. Yeah. I, I, think, um, I think the more likely case, and believe me, I wrote this morning that I don't know what Jimbo's doing. He still w- refuses to say that Petrino's going to call plays for him. Yeah. Um, I called somebody yesterday who's really close to Petrino. I said, what's the deal? Who's calling plays? The expectation is he's that it's Petrino, and he said it's never been questioned, never in question, that Petrino's calling the plays. But he's running around here. He won't answer it. Yeah, he won't say it. He's been evading it for seven months. Right. So I will, I will say this. All that taking into consideration, they're really talented on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're really talented at the skill positions on offense. I think Connor Wiggum's going to be a really good player. Yeah. Um, I think they go like 9-3. and three. I think yeah. they'll be all right. I saw – you, you saw I posted LSU's winning it all, and you said you were getting close. I'm getting there, man. H- how <laughs> close are you to, to – get, I'll tell you what, I'm getting close to having LSU and Michigan in the national title game. I'm getting wow. really close. Um, so I talked with Jaden Daniels, and just he's such, he's such a good dude. Um, you know, and you can see how far he's come from when he was there. You know, he said, you have to understand, when I got there, I had to win the locker room, win the fans, win the position, and win games. Mm-hmm. Think about that. So the most difficult, he said, was winning the locker room. Yeah. So it's the progression he made last year and how quickly he made that progression and how much better he played. Had he not had that high ankle sprain, I think he would have seen a closer, a closer game in the SEC Championship game. Not a different result, a closer game. Um, and, and I think we'd be thinking differently about LSU right now. The one thing I have, question, I have a question about with him is, honestly, I'm sitting right across from him. He is not a big dude, man. Mm-hmm. His yeah. shoulders are—he is not a big dude. So, I mean, I—I I mean, he's going to get hit. It's like he got hit last year, mm-hmm. just like he hurt his ankle. And I know Nussmeier is a capable backup, but there's a difference when you've got Jaden Daniels in the game as opposed to Garrett Nussmeier. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels is the guy who can hurt you with his legs, which those things are backbreaking. Those runs like that—that um, right. that first game is going to be unbelievable. LSU and FSU because yeah. you've got two quarterbacks. Play the same way. Yeah. Play the same way. Two talented teams. Um, it'll be basically a home game for Florida State. It'll be fun. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm almost there. I think defensively, if Mason Smith becomes the Mason Smith we think he is, and you've got Mason Smith and Wingo on the interior, mm-hmm. good God, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and and you know, and they're, 
they're moving around Harold Perkins, who I think might be the second or third best player in college football all over the place. Right. They're really good at corner. Um, and offensively, they, I mean, what don't you like about that team? There's talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I'm really close, man. Really, really close. I hate, I hate that wasn't home and home. You know, it's like, yeah. let's play next door down here in New Orleans, <laughs> and then let's go over here to Orlando. It's like, why don't we just have a home and home? Money. It's just, I it's know, but it, I just think they missed a boat there. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Last thing for you, I, I've called Nick Saban's dynasty in decay. Do you agree with that? I mean, does he win another national championship? I don't think it's in decay because I think he's got way too much talent there. Yeah. Because if, if – if Nick had a quarterback, if he had a guy, like if, if, if Jalen Milrow, when he came in last year, and he, you know, he won the game, so it's hard for us to complain about a guy right. going and winning the Texas A&M game, right? Um, and he basically helped him win the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. But if he was a guy where he threw the ball and you're like, oh, yeah, this dude can throw the ball. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be fine. Then he, they'd be probably be number one, yeah. number one or number two. So I think, I think they're set everywhere except for quarterback. And then you start to say, all right, well, can a guy who transfers in from a program – immediately pick up and start winning games. I think he can. Um, he's been with Tommy Rees, the new OC at, at Notre Dame for three years. He's a guy Alabama recruited out of high school. Um, I mean, we'll see, man. It's We saw him last year against South Carolina. He played pretty well, but that was South Carolina. The difference between South Carolina and Georgia and LSU and Texas A&M, big difference. Right. Yeah. Big difference. All right, Matt Hayes, really appreciate you. Everybody read your stuff Saturday Down South, 1010XL. Where can they, the audience find you on social media? Social media is, uh, i got to remember this now, Mike. It's uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Hayes, Hayes CFB. CFB. Right. See, I already know. like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you.